Welcome to C-Suite Radio. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me! Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, it felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Brett Allen here. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We are chatting with director Jared P. Scott about a two-part docuseries premiering on Peacock March 7th exclusively about a very big case that swept the nation. Who killed Robert Wone? Very interesting. Uh, Thank you for your time, Jared. It's a pleasure to meet you and chat with you today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, this is interesting because, as I mentioned, this was a case that took America and the world by storm and as would be considered a cold case and something that has taken true crime podcasts, television shows, a lot of different venues. I'm very curious out of all the things that you could choose to do or be a part of. I'm very interested as to what attracted you to this particularly and made you decide that you wanted to take it on. I mean, this is a, it's a, it's a riveting story. I mean, it's, it's just a great story. And I think, you know, I'm a storyteller and, you know, I think we're always drawn to great stories. Um, I think everyone loves a murder mystery. Uh, This is, you know, this is one of the most baffling, you know, bizarre and stranger than fiction murder mysteries that I've come across. I don't consider myself a, like a true crime fan. You know, uh, again, I I think I just look for good stories. And I think this is just, again, a great story. Um, You know, I think what what first hooked me was just the idea that, you know, it's this clue like murder mystery. I loved this. I, you know, this just this the 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 puzzling aspect of the fact there were four people in the house that one night that night on August 2nd, 2006. You know, one person is murdered and within 79 minutes and the other three are saying we didn't do it. Yeah. And from there, it just unfolds into a, you know, there's so many details that you're never sure if it if they are significant or insignificant. And you kind of go on this journey with investigators and, 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 you know, pro- the prosecution to try to to try to kind of unravel the truth, uh, which is unraveling in front of them. And, you know, there are so many twists and turns, there are so many things that you think you almost can you know, sink your teeth into or grab a hold of, and then something comes along and it just kind of whisks it away. And, you know, it's almost like the rug gets pulled out from under you. And and yet again, it's another open question, another open question. So I think the idea of that maddening kind of frustrating, um, you know, aspect of the story really made it irresistible for me to try to jump in there and try to uh, try to not not solve it, but to tell it. Um, There's also the idea of victim advocacy here. You know, like we're we're ultimately trying to seek truth and justice. You know, there was a there's the bloggers in our show, Craig and David. Um, you know, they're, I think the the masthead on their blog was was just that to seek truth and justice for Robert Wan. And you know, when you set out to do a story like this, you have to think about victim advocacy. And and you know, we, you know, I've done a lot of films about inequality, about injustice. Um, and to me, there was there was a strong justice component. You know, as you said, this is an it's an open case. Um, it's unsolved. 
Um, so there hasn't been justice for Robert. You know, we don't know who did this. You know, no one's been held accountable for his murder. And so what you hope is that by shedding some light on this story, which happens to be a fascinating story, uh, although obviously horrific and, and, and terrible uh, as well, but, but, uh, but a, a story that you just are trying to, you know, one of those kind of maddening puzzles, you hope that in the end, that some sort of, you know, some, a, a clue or, you know, maybe somebody comes forward that, that saw something that night, that heard something that night, that you know somehow might know something and come out of the woodwork and tell us um, because that's you know it's it's been 16 years now and and we're no closer to the truth now than we were then. Yeah, I think that's what I find so fascinating about this is that as you described at the very beginning, it's like as many people as you could possibly imagine in a scenario were present or allegedly present. <laughs> but yet nobody knows anything. It's almost like something you would see in a movie, if that makes sense, which I think makes it all the more fascinating. So when you are taking on a project like this, again, you mentioned you've done other things. How do you decide what to cover, what pieces are important of the story to tell and have it be told in a whole and honest way? Sure. I mean, you know, I think I think at the beginning of a storytelling process, it's it's a process of addition. You're trying to figure out everything that happened, right? And then I think towards the end of a of the storytelling process, it's a process of subtraction. You're yeah. trying to really whittle it down into you know kind of the 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 essentials. Um, you know, I think that you know there's there's life story and there's the story told, and our job is to to try to use the story told, right, where we bring we bring what happened in real life into sharper focus. So, you know, I think, you know, we always have a vision as storytellers. I think you, you always have a, a focus, but then of course there's all these things on the periphery. And a lot of those things on the periphery are tempting. I mean, they are, there are some, there's a lot of speculative aspects to this case. I think it's part of what makes it so intriguing for a lot of people. Right. I think we had to just, we had to be thoughtful with what we, you know, with what we, with what speculation we were able to put in there. We had to make sure that it was clearly a speculative comment. Um, you know, there was an opinion qualifier. Someone believed this or they thought this. Um, you know, because there are so many things that we just don't know. Again, no one knows what happened in those 79 minutes within those within those four walls other than, you know, Robert, who's now deceased, and Joe, Victor, and Dylan. And Joe, Victor, and Dylan have only spoken out um, really in the interrogation. And after that, they didn't speak to the press. They didn't speak to... Um, they didn't speak at the trial. They didn't speak at the, the, they, they pled the fifth at the civil trial. So there's, there's just, you know, we just don't know. Um, so I think that, you know, we have a responsibility to try to go on that journey with the prosecution and the investigators. You know, I have to lean into those who were there that had that first person account. You know, we lean into primary source documents. This is the affidavit. This is the observation of the paramedic. This is, you know, the, the description of the scene. Here is the 911 call. These are the actual crime scene photos. These are, you know, these are, this is the best testimony we have. And I think as a storyteller, I have to put that together and try to present that picture. And again, you know, I think what we try to do thoughtfully and, and cinematically is to always, you know, also remind everyone that we don't know the full picture. You know, right. just like kind of like that, that, that tiled puzzle behind you, that's a theme throughout the show. There is this, this like 
impossible puzzle. There's always a, pa- a piece missing. There's always, um, you know, edges frayed. There's always, there's always this idea that there's a puzzle that we can't quite figure out. And so, um, you know, I think we, you know, we had to be part of that. I think was very cinematic for us that we could lean into that as a, as a through line, as a, as a visual through line, Lisa Bolin, an amazing art director, um, you know, created the graphics for this piece. Um, but also, you know, it reminds the viewer that, you know, we don't have the complete picture. Um, and I think the prosecution does a good job too of saying, hey, look, we have to try to take all this. It's a hard job, it's a yeah. really hard job. We have to take this, all these pieces and try to make sense of them. And we don't know if, you know, this mouth guard means anything or, you know, this might have, this might be the answer or it might, you know, mean nothing. We don't know if, you know, um, you know, the defensive wounds, you know, the lack thereof, like is, you you don't know what is, there's no smoking gun here. So, you know, they're trying to wrestle this. And and again, I think as we show in the piece, the defense attorney is just trying to go through and poke holes. You know, the idea is, you know, where, where this show ultimately culminates and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but, you know, as or any case ultimately culminates when you have people that are brought to trial for for charges, is there's an idea of a burden of proof. You know, are they guilty beyond a, a pre, you know a, a reasonable doubt? Proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And I think in this piece, you know, that's that's what you know the prosecution's trying to do, and the defense is trying to make sure that you know they're trying to to poke holes and and show that there is doubt. We don't know what happened. Maybe somebody else was in the house that night. We don't know. Well, congratulations. And I cannot wait for people to watch this. It will be very interesting to see what the response is. Who killed Robert Wan? We're chatting with the director. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. It was a pleasure to meet you and chat with you. And congratulations on all of this. Thanks so much, Brad. Appreciate your time. And thanks for covering the story. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you! If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.